Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Diversity Hygiene Academy podcast series. This is podcast number six called Basic Understanding of Governing Bodies. My name is Lorinda Becker, and I'm the host today. We have with us Carol Calabrese as our presenter on this podcast. As part of the Diversity Hygiene Academy, you will have some slides on the topic, a video recording, an audio recording, and a quick narrative on the content. There are so many different tools you can use. Please feel free to sit back, listen, and learn. A podcast about cleaning? Diversity Hygiene Academy podcast series. So, Carol, welcome. Good morning. I am so glad you're here today. We have some questions about the governing bodies. And I was just wondering, I know there are some that are like that provide guidelines and some that provide rules. So can you give us just an overview of some of the different governing bodies? Sure, I'd be happy to, Lorinda. There's actually um, two sets. One that is a set that is called recommending bodies. And these would be like the World Health Organization, the Center for Disease Control, known as the CDC, and also NIOSH, which is the National Institute of Occupational Health and Safety. So I'm just going to speak very briefly about each one of these organizations, if I might. The World Health Organization is actually a global organization that many countries around the world uh, help to financially support. Their primary responsibility is to promote health, uh, keep the world safe, and serve the vulnerable. So you will find them very, very active in third world countries to help um, with immunizations of citizens in the other countries. They help with water, uh, making sure that people are really trying to um, to help raise the quality of life. But when there is a global pandemic, um, they really collaborate with other agencies. So then we're going to move on to the Centers for Disease Control, which is based here in the U.S. Uh, this is their primary location. However, there's several other locations around the world. And they provide... Uh, recommendations for health, safety, and security threats, as I said, both foreign and in the U.S. And so they will do anything from making uh, recommendations for health care. They will make recommendations for uh, boating safety, gun safety, uh, you name it, they're there. And again, when there's an, uh, an outbreak, or a pandemic around the world or in the U.S., they will come in and help to investigate and to try to identify the cause. Okay. So an example of guidelines that they do, they do uh, the guidelines for environmental infection control in healthcare facilities. So in this guideline, it talks about environmental hygiene, which is can really be applicable in more than the healthcare setting. It can be great for schools. Uh, they provide guidance for schools and other buildings um, and to really help protect people from pathogens. Oh, wow. So, so do the CDC, like I've, I've heard of both of these, you know, in a lot of references, but do they, do they work together then? Oh, for sure, Lorinda. Uh, the CDC, CDC and the WHO work very, very well together. Uh, 
as I stated earlier, the CDC is actually a branch of the U.S. government. And again, just to clarify, the United Nations is who the who uh, is a subset of. So, but they work very, very well together to help mitigate risk and prevent transmission of infection around the world, as as well as other things that I just mentioned. Wow. Wow. And then you said there was a third one, NIOSH? It's actually, well, I pronounce it NIOSH, but um, this particular organization, it, um, it, it's really an interesting organization. It's actually a branch of the Occupational Safety and Health and they do a lot of research and for worker safety. And this is, uh, again, it's a, it has very broad, broad um, coverage. They do a lot of things for respiratory protection for if you are working in construction, if you're working in coal mines or even in healthcare. They're the ones that will study the different types of uh, levels of respiratory protection that are needed. That's just an example. They will also look at uh, chemicals uh, and, and safety related to chemicals. So, um, for example, there is a, they'll publish different pamphlets. So, with OSHA, if need be, NIOSH would go in and do a deeper investigation, similar like the, to the CDC. So NIOSH would go in, collect information, uh, and write a report of their findings, such as a pocket guide to chemical hazards, or, um, you know, there might be another uh, uh, publication related to the findings if there was an issue with uh, chemicals in a facility. Okay. So you started to mention OSHA when you were talking about NIOSH. Um, now I said it right. Um, so those ones that you just mentioned were recommending Correct. organizations. And now is OSHA, there? are they regulatory or can you talk about some of the regulatory? For sure. So there's three bodies that provide regulations uh, to employers across the country. Those would be OSHA, Occupational Safety and Health Administration, the EPA, which is the Environmental Protection Agency, and the FDA, which is the Food and Drug Administration. Again, they will develop regulations with uh, Congress, and then they are also responsible for enforcing those regulations. Hmm. Okay. And, And so maybe we can start with OSHA. For sure. So OSHA really uh, regulates safety within the workplace, no matter who your employer is. And this is really important to remember because they want to be sure, for example, that you have all the personal protective equipment needed uh, to do your job and do it well. Again, it ensures uh, safety in the workplace. And many people think that oh, we'll never get inspected by OSHA. And what's interesting is that uh, there's 2,100 compliance officers to really go in and inspect over 8 million businesses, and they do well over 100,000 inspections each year. And each officer does uh, 48 inspections on average. And so 
when you do the math, some people, you know, it, it could take 80 years to inspect all these places. So many times the OSHA will go in when there's um, somebody calls in a complaint about their employer that the employer may not be providing all the um, safe levels of safety pr to protect them. And so you really don't want OSHA to come in on your doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. No, no you, kidding. You, you don't. It's um, they can be very intimidating. Let me just say that. <laughs> oh wow, wow. Now I've heard of the EPA. Now, um, what do they do? So the Environmental Protection Agency protects everyone across this country. They protect our national parks. They look at what the manufacturers are. Um, putting into the air and the water. They want to make sure that we have clean air, land, and water. And their goal is to reduce environmental risk based on available scientific information. They do do a lot of studies. And so for us here at Diversity, um, you know, our disinfectants are registered with the EPA. So as a company, we have to submit data to the EPA about the benefits and the efficacy of our product. And then they have to give us approval. That's why all of our products have an EPA registration number. Oh, and if you were okay. in, if you were in Canada, they would have a DIN number, but that's a different governing body. Got it. So it's different. So EPA is yes. U.S. regulatory. Got it. Right. EPA, U.S. So again, they want to prevent pollution of the air, the land, and the water. Got it. Well, I've heard a lot about the EPA. I know during um, the coronavirus or the COVID nineteen, right? Oh my gosh, it, and it's constantly changing uh, from day to day, week to week. Uh, they're they have been adding more um, information to their list N of disinfectants that can be used against the SARS-CoV-2. Uh, and the interesting thing, again, is that the CDC provides guidance. They make recommendations in regards to cleaning and disinfection of all the different areas of um, you know, work, whether it's healthcare, a school, uh, just a building. And then lar uh, the EPA will provide guidance as to which products you should consider using for cleaning and disinfection within that building based on wow. what activities are going on within that building. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome to have those resources. So, so that's the EPA. Tell me what FDA does. Well, the Food and Drug Administration, again, their responsibility is to protect the public health by ensuring safety and efficacy and security of human veterinary drugs, uh, biological products, and medical devices. Uh, the USDA is also comes under the FDA when we talk about our food. They also regulate cosmetics, which many people don't even think about. But um, you know, the Food and Drug Administration, again, is very broad. They're very, um, do a lot of in-depth research, and there's many different levels for medical devices. So, again, for diversity, what this means to us is we want to ensure that our products um, 
are cleaning and disinfecting the many different products that are uh, medical devices that are out there. And they actually categorize the many different medical devices that are used. And that's a whole nother podcast unto itself. But they also um, regulate prescription medications. They don't do supplements, but they do do prescription medication. So that's important to remember as well. So, so Carol, just kind of um, summarize between the recommending and the regulating bodies for the group here. Sure. So just always keep in mind, recommended bodies provide guidance and recommendations, and but they cannot go in and enforce something. However, if they notice something that they know shouldn't be, they could contact the regulating body of government that provides oversight regulations, and uh, those bodies can come in, they can do an inspection, they can also fine the employer. So they are enforceable. All of those regulations are enforceable, or recommendations aren't enforceable. They say, this is based on science, this is what's best, this is what we recommend, Mm -hmm. and... 99.99% of the time, people follow them. Awesome. Well, Carol, this has been extremely helpful to really understand the basics of these governing bodies and kind of the difference between them. So I want to thank you very much for your insights here, and um, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Linda. 